Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Friend of a Friend. It's your host, Olivia Perez. If you've been following me on Instagram for a while, you know that I am a huge fan of the Budapest-based brand, Nanushka. And today's episode is so special because we have the founder and designer of the brand, Sandra Sandor, joining me to talk about how she created a local business and turned it into a globally recognized and beloved fashion powerhouse. I first discovered the brand in early 2016. I had gone to one of their first New York Fashion Week presentations and was blown away by their collection. It was truly different for its time. I think it filled a major void in contemporary women's wear. It was classic and elegant, but it had this really specific, unique edge to it that I think can only be attributed to their hometown of Budapest. And I actually got to visit Budapest with the Nanushka team. After I met Sandra for the first time, she invited me down to experience the brand in real life and really learn more about their heritage. It truly gave me a newfound appreciation for the brand, especially one that pays such incredible homage to its hometown and everything that it does. I loved that trip and we talk all about it in this episode. Although I discovered Nanushka for the first time in 2016, the brand was actually founded in 2006. So today's conversation is all about the key learnings that Sandra has learned from being a fashion designer for the past 16 years. We also talk about the keys to slow and steady success, how she uses clothes for confidence, and the roadmap to building a heritage brand in today's fashion industry. I hope you guys love today's episode. If you haven't followed the show yet, find us wherever you listen to your podcasts and make sure you follow us, rate, and leave a review. Thank you all for tuning in and have an incredible week ahead. Here's my conversation with my friend, Sandra Sandor. Hello, hello. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. (laughs) I haven't seen you guys in so long. I know, I know. (laughs) I have a baby since then. I, I know when I got the email the other day, I was like, oh my God, she had a baby? Yeah. How old is he? He's seven, actually, yeah, seven and a half months now. Oh my God, so this is very new. How are you feeling? Yeah, actually, I really feel great. I think it was a great timing for me because also we managed to prepare, you know, in like my team was really amazing and we managed to prepare for the whole like, you know, kind of like maternity, prenatal times. So yeah, I can, I, I, I think I'm super lucky with, with my team. Thank you so much for doing this. I'm so excited to have you on the show. You know, I've been a fan for so long. So I'm really, really excited to just tell your story in a different way and also get to catch up with you. Mm. 
Totally. Me too. I'm super excited. So I know, I, I know that people listening right now, I have so many fans of the brand, especially as someone who loves fashion. I feel like anytime I've ever posted Anushka, people DM me like crazy and want to know where it's from, how they can get it. It's such an incredible brand. You had such an incredible come up. But for me, I feel like I have a really amazing viewpoint into you and your family and the brand after visiting Budapest. And something that I've always found so interesting, anytime I've gone to one of your shows or a collection or a presentation, there's always an element of your heritage and your hometown at the forefront of your work. And I'm sure people listening are so curious, what is fashion and the industry at large like in Budapest? I grew up here. I spent all my my years here until I was 20. And then I went to London to study fashion. And actually both of them, I think, had a big influence on my style. I mean, both cities, because in London, I spent four years as well. But I think what really inspires me about Budapest is this kind of East meets West vibe. Because Budapest was like so many cultures left their footprint on the city from the Ottoman Empire through the Austro-Hungarian monarchy to the Russians that I think it's quite eclectic, but it's very also quite inspiring. And that's why I, I, I feel that anywhere I look, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a constant source of inspiration because even if you walk in the city, like, you know, on one side of the street, you can see this kind of socialist building, brutalist socialist building. And then on the other side, this kind of like Parisian belle epoque. And it's somehow, yeah, it, it gives you an, an interesting mood. It sets, sets an interesting mood. And then regarding the, the city and kind of the art scene and, you know, and the whole vibe of the city, not so much from my objective perspective, I think it has changed in the recent years and there are more opportunities for creative people there is a new creative and ambitious generation that is evolving in the city in terms of like art and gastronomy mostly. I think they're amazing like painters and artists as well. I think you're going to see some of them because we're going to collaborate them with them in prints and, and, and on some exciting projects as well, feature their work in our store, showcase their work in our stores. And actually from a manufacturing perspective, because, you know, we produce most of our garments here. There are great opportunities with very skilled workers who have so much knowledge in their field. But actually, young creatives tend to go abroad and learn and gain experience elsewhere. But actually, Budapest is definitely evolving and fashion as a whole is developing, I would say. I love what you were saying about Budapest earlier, about just the stark difference between what you could see on one side of the street and the other. So I met you and Peter, I think it was in 2018, maybe 2017. I was obviously a super fan. Eventually, I got an offer from you guys to go down to Budapest. And I've never been to a place like that before. I, it was, I, I totally see what you're saying, where every corner felt beautiful, but with a slight edge. I can totally see how that um, influenced the way that you design, because I do feel like your garments are incredibly feminine, but with this slight edge to it. I feel like Budapest has always been at the center of who you guys are, who the brand is. And I, I don't know, I just, I loved that trip. That trip has been one of my favorite ones that I've ever been on. It was such a beautiful place to visit. I loved the food. I loved getting to meet your dog. It mm. was so much fun and really gave me a newfound appreciation for your brand, just being able to experience it all firsthand. We'll be right back after a quick break. 
I recently found a new jewelry brand that I absolutely love and just cannot wait to share. It's called Ana Luisa. It's affordable, high quality, and has something for everyone. What more could you ask? From the perfect gold hoops to personalized jewelry and gemstones to pearls, no matter the time or place, they have me covered, all starting at just $39. It's a jewelry brand with a very simple but clear-cut idea that high-quality jewelry shouldn't cost the planet. The brand releases in limited batches every Friday, and each piece is put through rigorous testing to ensure that their quality is unmatched. And you can tell. They use chemical, physical tests, and on-site inspections to guarantee their metals are always safe, nickel-free, and hypoallergenic. Combination stress tests also make sure that your favorite pieces are life-proof, so you can wear them with confidence. I wear mine all day, in the shower, in the ocean, to work. I hate having to take all my jewelry off, so I love knowing that I can wear this and not worry. They're also carbon neutral, which is huge, from their packaging to their products, all at a very affordable price. With summer right around the corner, I am doing a major jewelry refresh. I love to do this and add some new pieces to my collection before a new season. I just got myself the Stone Statement Bundle. It's a gold necklace and matching gold earrings with a gorgeous green stone that I know I'm going to wear all summer to add that perfect pop of color. There's nothing better than wearing a jean, a tee, and just wearing all amazing jewels, especially to the beach. So go to shop.analuisa.com backslash friend to shop. They have a buy one, get one 40% off sale right now. So you can buy a piece for a friend or a friend of a friend and one piece for you. That's shop.analuisa.com backslash friend. I know you're going to love them. Now let's get back to the show. As a brand from Budapest, how did you break into the U.S. market? Well, I think it definitely started with Instagram when, you know, in 2016, Instagram was at its peak and um, influencers were just starting to really be um, in the spotlight. And luckily, they really liked our designs and happily featured us. And I think after seeing the brand, you know, on, on Instagram, uh, as, as the brand was quite seen there, all the big retailers um, were starting to pay attention to us and buying our collections. If I would have to be quite particular with like a style, then it was the Hyde puffer vegan leather jacket, which was which which was, I think, featured the most. What I love about your brand is I do think that there is so much consistency and I can see from from even just, you know, being a major fan, you have had this incredible slow, steady success. What do you think the key to starting a brand that has that consistency and that steady success is? Okay. So first of all, I'll tell you the, the real thing, because I started Manushka in 2006 in Budapest. And then by 2016, that's when, you know, we kind of broke in. And then since then, it's already a couple of years. So it's even a slower success than <laughs> than, than you thought. I really loved the ethos of the Bauhaus movement, which said that if a garment is designed to function well, it will by definition be beautiful. And actually, to me, this means to me that I really feel that, you know, we always like you really end up loving a garment when when it's functional and comfortable. And and maybe you fall in love with something, but then you and you buy it which is not comfortable. But then if you don't feel, you know, comfortable in, in inside, then it just, you just don't wear it anymore. And I think to me, like when we design, it's such an important value that, that some, like 
even though when we choose, you know, make our fabric choices or our silhouettes, that something like it needs to, it cannot be restricting. It has to be like comfortable. I'm just going to add to the slow study success thought that actually, you know, most of the major fashion houses were built at least one or two generations ago. And I believe our generation needs its own heroes as well. Stories of creativity, entrepreneurship, purpose, and, and, and also passion. And a new generation of luxury customers are, are really looking for this new approach to be able to connect for brands which are relatable and they feel close to. That also, you know, tap into emotional values. And I think that Nanushka and a few other contemporary labels offer clothes that are like super easy to wear and insert to or mix and match with everyone's wardrobe. And I think this is how this is the approach of a modern luxury brand. I totally agree. There's that there's a huge space for innovation. I feel like in that contemporary space, there are great brands that are high end. There are some, you know, heritage contemporary brands. And then I feel like we're in this era of like extreme fast fashion. And I don't, in, I love what you're saying right now because I'm thinking about what our generation is going to be known for, for mm -hmm. fashion. And unfortunately, I do think we'll be known for fast, fast fashion. We'll be known as the generation of Zara and, you know, all those e-commerce brands that move really quickly. But there is a huge, huge moment in the market for a brand like Nanushka to be a heritage brand that lasts generations. That is something that people can approach, can wear, that isn't this high-end luxury house. It's really mm -hmm. rare, I think, in fashion to, to find a brand that has been around for multiple generations that isn't something luxury because they can afford to sustain. So I, I love that, that thought process. And I think it's a, an important question for a lot of shoppers and, and a lot of your customers to think about today. It's like, how can we shop to reflect what we want to be known for in fashion as this generation? Mm. Yeah, totally. I agree. I'm so curious, based on what you see influencers post or, you know, what people wear, does that affect the way that you design your collections? Well, I'm sure it definitely does, because I think like, you know, it really inspires me in, in many cases. And, and for, to me, like what really inspires me is and which I'm super passionate about is when I see a personal style that's very, very authentic and someone who's embracing their imperfections. And I really love, you know, when that kind of comes across that someone styles Nanushka in that way. How would you describe it? Like, what is the Nanushka style through your lens? I would say modern minimalist combined with like a bohemian twist. And, you know, as I said that I grew up in Budapest, which is at the intersection of East and West and has really been formed by clash of cultures. I think all these cultures really influenced it. And I think it does come across and constantly inspires our designs. And I really love to mix like distant cultural references that still create harmony in a way. What's on your mood board right now? I would love to hear what you're looking at, what you're inspired by, whether it's fashion, people, the world. Hmm. Well, actually... I'm really into this Brazilian singer and songwriter called Maria Bethania. And she's on our mood board at the moment. Quite a lot of her I love that. Um, from the 60s and 70s. And then just generally, like, you know, people who shine kind of instinctual vibes with their presence and also 
you know, just like real close and real, real people in a way as well, who are kind of, I could say, everyday people, but, but somehow people who choose confidence over convention. You know, when I say confidence right. over convention, like, okay, but how do I gain confidence? And, and, and it's totally a valid question, but I just feel that, you know, there's obviously there are a lot of, you know, ways to, to kind of feel confident in ourselves or, or confidence, but I'm sure, you know, it's, it's also a, it's kind of, I kind of feel it's a task as well to, to find our confidence, you know, and yeah, kind of like, to me, it means authenticity and kind of realizing the one of a kindness in ourselves that gives me confidence, you know, any, like any imperfection I find on myself, if I kind of remember that, you know, we're kind of one of a kind, then that gives me confidence in a way. We'll be right back after a quick break. Do you sleep really hot or maybe you sleep really cold, but your partner sleeps really hot in my house. It is a never ending battle of who has the comforter and who's controlling the air conditioning. But as I was moving into a new house, I went on the hunt for the best sheets and discovered the creme de la creme in a brand that even Oprah approves as it's been on her favorites list for four years in a row. If they're good enough for Oprah, they're good enough for us. Cozy Earth offers luxury bedding and loungewear known for its incredible softness and temperature regulation. Their mission is really simple, superior softness, enhanced fabric, and regulating temperature. Cozy Earth is softer than cotton, believe it. It's made from soft and sustainable viscose from bamboo fabrics. It's temperature regulating, which means it will keep you cool and comfortable all night long too. They have very quickly become my favorite sheets in my rotation. They have a 10-year warranty on all of their products as well because they've developed and crafted high-quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth. So you can get a restorative sleep that you need to curate your sanctuary and recharge just from the comfort of your home. And today, Cozy Earth is providing an exclusive offer for all of my listeners. You'll get 35% off site-wide when you use the code FRIEND. So go to CozyEarth, C-O-Z-Y-E-A-R-T-H dot com and use the code FRIEND at checkout for 35% off. They also have a 100-night sleep test. That means you can try it for 100 nights. And if you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. You've got nothing to lose but the best sleep of your life because I've been having it since I got Cozy Earth. Again, that's CozyEarth.com and use the code FRIEND at checkout. Have you ever wanted to get more involved in sports but have no idea where to start? Check out The Gist. It's a four times a week newsletter that essentially gives you the gist of what's going on in the sports world. It's written by women, but it's made for everyone. It's bite-sized, curated, and digestible sports news that covers the biggest headlines in men's and women's sports. What I love most is that for someone who really doesn't have an extensive history in the sports world, The Gist does a very great job of keeping me up to date while also providing all of the context that I need. It's playful and conversational, so it really just feels like I'm chatting with friends about what's going on without feeling intimidated by not being an expert. It truly feels like a breath of fresh air in today's typical sports culture, which is primarily male-dominated. But more importantly, I love their mission because today, 14% of sports journalists are female and less than 4% of sports coverage is on female athletes. The gist is changing that. And if you want to learn more about their story, you can hear from their co-founder, Ellen. She was just on the podcast a few weeks ago, and we talked all about growing a newsletter, especially during this crazy newsletter boom. We also talk about her mission to bring more awareness to women's sports and some incredible athletes that we should be keeping an eye on today. 
They also have a two times a week podcast, The Gist of It, that discusses current sports topics and how they intersect with pop culture, like media boycotts and sports, racism in the NFL, and so much more. They have something for everyone and in any media format you like to get your news in. Sign up for their free four times a week sports newsletter at thegistsports.com backslash subscribe. And check out their podcast, The Gist of It, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now let's get back to the show. Do you feel like you found confidence through clothes? I can definitely, yes. I mean, even just the feeling when you when you dress up in the morning and and maybe you're rushing and you cannot wear, you know, you don't have time to really wear what you feel like that day. Then your whole day is like, you know, you don't feel confident throughout the whole day and you just don't feel good. You don't feel good in your own skin, which is, you know, in a way your clothes as well as an extension of your skin. So yeah, definitely clothes can definitely give me confidence, especially if I find the right clothes, you know, to fit me that day or to fit my mood that day. hundred percent. That's why I feel like I really found my confidence and I, I can track it back to high school. Like I remember when I first started experimenting with clothes and accessories, and I remember really not caring if I stood out or not and slightly enjoying that. I remember I I just really enjoyed embodying the way that I felt Mm -hmm. and trying something new. And I feel like it really taught me so much about myself. The more I pushed myself out of my comfort zone with what I was wearing, the more that I understood what it was that I liked, how I felt in certain situations. I feel like clothes really were, for me, the ultimate confidence builder and still are today. Yeah. But that's also very inspiring that you say that, that, you know, like going out of your comfort zone gives you confidence because I think mostly, you know, the obvious choice is, 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 is actually the opposite that, you know, we dress the way our, you know, to our comfort zone and, you know, not, yeah, like dressing up so that we don't step out of our comfort zone. And that's when we feel confident because we're hiding, you know, in that, but that's really inspiring that you say that actually, that the more you push your boundaries, the more you found real style. And it's so interesting to see all those, you know, women who, who, who you can really feel that they are kind of like one with their. Exactly. And, you know, I feel like I've worn some pretty crazy things, whether it's a really big dress or a bold color. But I think if you embody it and by the way, like, I don't think there's a moment where I don't I haven't put something on that's really bold and a little bit out of my comfort zone and felt slightly insecure. But I think the confidence of overcoming a moment like that, overcoming some sort of insecurity and embodying who you truly are in that moment. I think that's where I get confidence from stepping out of my comfort zone. It's like, okay, you know what? This small thing, you overcame it. You know what it feels like. You did it. You embodied it. You loved it. And I feel like my confidence grows a bit more from that strength because I'm proud of myself from having done that. Or I'm excited about having tried something new and, and realizing that I actually enjoy it. Yeah, totally. And if you never try, you never know. In a business, especially in fashion, you have to constantly be innovating, constantly be following new trends, but making it your own. How do you navigate that? So we're always kind of growing or every new theme, every season, things are our fundamentals and our core values. And then we always change a perspective to give it a new angle. But usually we always talk about the same thing. It's kind of like looking into a glass, you know, like a crystal and it's the same thing that shines through, but you just see it from a different perspective and then it's a whole new story. 
I feel like something I've really learned from you in this episode is consistency is the most important thing in starting a brand from the beginning to the end in everything that you do, whether it's fabrics, your people, your aesthetic. It's really such a beautiful thing to see that in your brand. Yeah. And I think if you're passionate about something, then it's going to be authentic. You know, the result has to be authentic because it kind of comes from you. So, so yeah. Sandra, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. I loved getting to talk to you again and hear more about Anushka. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know that you are like a gajillion hours ahead of us right now. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much as well. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week.